Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Go Your Own Way, the podcast where we have fantastic journeys every time we meet for the podcast. In bed. Yes. <laughs> Always in bed. Always. <laughs> this is one of your hosts, uh, Peter. Hello. Hi, Peter. Hi. Hello, Peter. Hi, Jen. Jen's also here. She's another one of our hosts. hosts. People. Yes. Yes. Jen was <laughs> gone last week. Where were you? Where were you again? Dodgers. I was at a Dodger game. It ended pretty late. It was an awesome end, but um, by the time I got home, you guys had already started. So. Oh. Yeah. And you missed our 25th episode as well. It didn't You're mean so anything, sad. but. <laughs> And then joining us uh, tonight, because uh, Eric, our other regular host, is not here tonight, but in his place we have uh, a guest, Andrew. Hi. Hello. Hi, Andrew. Hi, guys. Hi, podcast land. <laughs> um, so, Jen, you chose the story. I did choose tonight. the story. Uh, tonight, our story is called A Fantastic Journey which is a sci-fi adventure by Teslin. Is this um, going to be similar to The Fantastic Voyage? I don't know, but <laughs> it says cool. that it's a story that she's she or he has been working on for years but never got around to finishing. So, well, I hope they finished it before they published it. Uh, yeah. I, well, I don't guess know. we'll find out. So a lot of the uh, comments are like, uh, I need closure. You better keep <laughs> this story going. It has an open ending. Um, hmm. So we might get like a Mass Effect 3 ending on this one, guys. I'm Sounds sorry. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to get started then. All right. Shall we begin? Yes. Yes, let's do it. All right, let's do it. The final day of finals. You're walking back to your dorm room. It's the last night of final exams, and your brain is exhausted. But finally, you have finished. Your backpack feels lighter than it has all semester, since you've already sold back most of your books. And the weather has finally gotten warm after a long winter. You still haven't finalized your plans for your summer. Some friends have invited you along on a road trip for a couple of weeks. Exploring the southwestern United States could be fun, you think. But then, there are family obligations. You promised your uncle that you'd help him run his newspaper over the summer. This would be a great job experience, especially considering the fact that you're majoring in journalism. You weigh the pros and cons of both choices as you cross the deserted campus. It's almost eerie this late at night and you realize that you've only seen two other people since you left your exam. You pull your backpack closer and try to think back to the self-defense lecture you had had once in high school. Although comically, all you can remember is to hit someone in the groin. As you are trying to remember whatever you can from that class, you hear a metallic scraping sound from your left, making your skin crawl. Again, you contemplate your options. You can either check out the sound on the left, get into a self-defense position and prepare to fight, or run as fast as you can to your dorm. 
Mm. That's tough. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious, but I also don't want to get hurt. But well, we we do know enough to kick this thing in the groin. Right. That was going to be my first option. Then I scrolled down, and that's not an option. Well, <laughs> and now I'm just. I confused. mean, if we're preparing to fight, honestly, the fighting is probably going to be kicking him in the groin. Right. So I think we, yeah, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever died on the first decision? Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty right. sure. Case, I'm pretty sure that's a yes. <laughs> um, so did you just pick a new story that night, or? Uh, we go we, we are allowed to to rewind. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. If we Especially want to. if it if we die that fast. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise, then this wouldn't be a very long podcast. Right, yeah. right. That would that would be the hard mode episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No save points. We might do that but, one day, like if we're doing um, the podcast where all three of us pick a story, then we'll do hard mode on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Uh, so yes, the the rewind feature is basically our our way of saying that we cheat. Yeah, uh, terrible. Should we try to get into a self-defense position? Because I, I want to see what's... I think that's what we're deciding because we, yeah. we kind of... I think... I don't know about you guys, but I really want to hit someone in the groin. Yeah, and that's, 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 that's like the next best thing to immediately hitting them in the groin right now. Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. let's do it. Ding! You quickly drop your weight and make a defensive stance finally remembering something from that self-defense class all those years ago. You quiet your breathing as you listen for that sound to repeat, unsure if you actually want to hear it again or not. You swear you feel like you're being watched, and ordinarily that would make you feel silly considering the position you're in. Instead, it makes you feel more tense. Finally, you hear the sound again. It makes you jump, your heart racing. Your instincts are pushing you to make a choice. So, find your foe and fight, or run! So nothing really happened. No. Right. Let's find no. our foe. I kind of, I, I... Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm with you on that one. Because <laughs> we totally want to kick ass. I, and I don't want to be running from this thing and not knowing what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do it. You're either very brave or very foolish, or maybe a ninja. Whoever is out there is going to need a hospital bed when you get through with them. You did not survive a crazy intense semester in miserable finals to be scared by some loser freshman on the last night of exams. You raise (laughs) your fists and call out your challenge as you prepare to deal out some pain. Unfortunately, you are not prepared for what happens next. As you stand there under a street light on the deserted campus, a harsh, intensely painful white light surrounds you. Your whole body feels as if it is on fire, and you instinctively cover your eyes. You pass out from the intense pain. You wake up freezing. You are naked, bound to a futuristic metal chair, and surrounded by about 50 other people, also naked, also bound to chairs. Ooh, 50 shades of gray. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them are awake, crying and mumbling, struggling to get free. They're of all different races and ages. You can only understand a few others who are speaking. The rest seem to speak various other languages. You're pretty sure you can make out Spanish, and maybe Russian, as well as some Japanese. 
Man, we're smart. <laughs> the man in the chair next to you turns to you and asks, Parlez-vous français? You shake your head no. You had taken three years of German in college instead of French. You try to listen for anyone who seems to know what is going on while absentmindedly pulling at the metal bars that hold you in place. You hear the loud screeching noise again, the same sound which led you to this position in the first place, only now it is much louder and right above you. Awkwardly, you tilt your head to the side and glance up. You quickly wish he hadn't. Above you are hundreds of aliens, blue-skinned, <laughs> three translucent blue eyes, and lots of big, scary teeth, all staring down at you and the other humans. You panic, struggling more against your binds, but to no avail. The other humans are also panic. Some are screaming, which makes your ears ring. You just wish it would all stop. You hear a humming sound to the sides of your head as metal bars start closing in around you, trapping your head in place. A strange helmet begins to lower down onto your head. You can see that the same thing is happening to the other humans, most of which seem to be in various stages of terror, for obvious reasons. The helmet settles onto your head, completely cutting off your vision of the other prisoners, intensifying your feeling of claustrophobia. You're starting to wonder how things can get much worse when you feel needles shove into your head, originating from the helmet. You scream in pain as millions of thoughts, images, feelings, scents, and sounds start pouring into your head from these needle-like things. Through the helmet, you can hear everyone else screaming and you realize, yet again, that you have a choice to make. So fight the pain in your head, or give in and write it out as best as you can. This is terrifying. This escalated very quickly. Dude. I say we fight. Alright. Yeah. Alright. I mean, that, that's what we came here to do, right? We came we were here gonna to fight. Kick someone in yeah, the groin. We're really dedicated to kicking someone in the groin. I mean, it, now it can, that the story's mentioned it. It, it can still happen. <laughs> they put the idea in it's our head, happen. and now we gotta do it. I'm gonna be very disappointed if we don't get that. <laughs> Alright. So let's fight the pain in your head. Ding. You grit your teeth. You always thought you were a survivor, secretly tougher than the world gave you credit for. Now, through the pain, you realize just what it means to survive. You can still hear the other humans screaming. You wish you could turn off the sound. You realize that you are trapped in your own head with this horrible agony. The needles are pumping in information like some kind of messed up matrix thing. You're trying to fight it, to stop the flow of information from getting into your head. You realize it's useless, however. It's coming in from too many points. Information on different sounds, smells, tastes, every feeling you can think of is forcing its way into your head. The pain is unbearable, and fighting it has become tiresome. You begin to realize that there are fewer people screaming now. Things are beginning to quiet down. You're unsure whether to feel grateful or more scared because of that. The pain is agony. You feel like you're swimming around in your mind searching for a life raft or anything to rescue you. You never in your wildest dreams thought you'd die like this. Damn. <laughs> Dude. So we can keep fighting or we can barricade ourselves in a corner of our mind. 
I'm pretty married to just picking the answer choice that's closest to kicking someone in the groin right now. <laughs> Every time. I think so, too. I think that's what we're going for. The fact that they're not letting us do that, it's just making me madder. It just makes me want it more. Right? Mm. I just want to kick myself in the groin now. So, <laughs> my vote's on keep fighting. Okay. Alright, let's do it. And indeed, you refuse to die. At least, you refuse to die like this. A sniveling, whining, scary cat locked in their own brain. You try to think of anything you might do to fight back against the pain, but you're still bound to the metal chair, and your head trapped. Physically, you are restricted. Mentally, however, there are options. You realize that the needles may be doing more than pumping your head full of useless and painful information. They could be giving you just the weapon you need to free yourself. You realize that you are connected and receiving more and more information by the second. You have two courses of action you can take. One involves using the information already pumped into your head and seeing if anything is worthwhile, perhaps on getting out of this predicament or who, what is doing this to you and why. Or you, c- you can choose to follow those needles and see where the source is, a sort of out-of-body experience. Normally, you wouldn't never try anything so crazy, but something tells you that at this point, if you put your mind to it, you can achieve it. So what will it be? Stay within your own mind and search around or follow those needles. Hmm. Now I'm lost. Because, you know, (laughs) neither of these sounds like, yeah. None of these sounds like kicking in the groin. Yeah. I'm trying to listen to my heart. It's just nothing's calling out to me right now. Hmm. What do you think, guys? What What's most likely to result us in us kicking some three-eyed alien in the groin? Well, that's knowledge that we already have somewhere in our brain. And that may not be knowledge that's in the needles. So, so maybe we have to maybe we have to dig into our own mind and search around, and maybe we'll find that piece of information. I think so. That helps us learn how to kick groins again. Yeah. That or makes like sense what's going me. on. That too. <laughs> so shall we stay within our own minds? Yeah, I mean, yes. I, I'll vote for that. Lest I forget how to kick, or what groins are. and have to (laughs) kick them alright you choose to stay within your own mind a much safer option than attempting the out of body experience you frantically search the information that the needles are still pumping into your mind something must be useful you reason you vaguely notice that you can no longer hear any of the other humans and you are unsure whether to be thankful that they are no longer screaming and distracting you from your work or worried about the implications their silence means. Finally, you stumble on something useful, information about what is going on. You and the other humans around you are experiments on how much information the human brain can handle. The aliens who abducted you are doing illegal research on different species in various galaxies. They're hoping to find a species akin to their own. That's the good news. The bad news is that now you hear alarms. Some more digging in the now readily available information in your brain reveals what those alarms mean. Collision. The alien spacecraft is on a collision course with something, and you're trapped within your own mind. 
the panic within you starts to return and you realize that you're still in a lot of pain from the needles pumping information in your head. At this point, you're tempted to just give up and surrender to the pain and die. But the thought of dying without an identity, with everything that makes you into you, replaced by the stupid information, makes you rethink that plan. After having analyzed the information in your head, you realize why everyone else is silent. They have all succumbed to the pain and died. The only reason you're still alive is you refuse to let yourself be rewritten. You keep using your brain. As long as you can keep doing that, you will survive. Well, except for the collision. The alarms are still going off and they seem to be getting louder, or at least more annoying. You can hear the aliens talking amongst themselves in a panic and you're beginning to understand them. Hey, maybe all this random information isn't totally useless after all. You're pretty sure you're caught up in something being said about you which could be good or bad depending on the context. Your thoughts are interrupted by the same searing white light that brought you to the alien vessel in the first place. Everything goes blank. You wake up lying on the ground on your campus. It's starting to get light out. You can hear birds singing nearby. You're fully clothed with your backpack still nestled between your shoulders. You brush the dew off of yourself as you stand shakily up, wondering what happened and if it was all a dream. Clumsily, you begin to walk back to your dorm. When you finally do make it back to your room, you doubt anything actually happened and figure your mind must have snapped from all the stress from finals. Until you look in your mirror, however, and see all the red, partially healed puncture wounds on your head, your screaming (laughs) wakes up your roommate who grouchily throws a pillow at you. Grabbing a quick change of clothes, you run out your door, needing to just get away and think about what happened to you. After wandering around campus for a few hours, you decide to go get some food, but where should you go? Um, Our options are Chinese restaurant, egg rolls and rice sound yummy right now, pizzeria, pizza, the breakfast of college students everywhere, or McDonald's, quick, cheap, and easy, but of questionable quality. Who gets Mm. Chinese food for breakfast? Like this egg is rolls a really bizarre change of pace. Ugh. Why are we deciding what the... What, there's lo- painful lo- red puncture wounds in my head. Why are we thinking about Chinese food? Because we're a college student. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's all coming back now. <laughs> hmm. Post-abduction food. Post-abduction munchies. What do we want? I mean, Chinese food is my comfort food, hmm. but that's just me being me. I could go for egg rolls and rice. Yeah, that seems like the most appealing choice of these three right now. Chinese food? Yeah. I like how that's the only clue as to which you should choose on this particular decision. It's just personal preference. It's... I don't know. Of those three, that sounds good right now. So. Yeah, that actually sounds the best thing right now. So. All, right. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. As you enter the small Chinese restaurant, you hear some commotion in the back room. You wait impatiently for someone to come out and take your order. By now, your stomach has started to growl fiercely. But after close to five minutes of standing around and waiting in the empty restaurant, you're fed up. What do you do? Go to a different restaurant? Or grab the restaurant owner's attention. 
With a swift kick to the groin. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wait, I don't think he's actually there. We gotta find him first. Well, also, in in the off chance that you know we meet up with the restaurant owner, we probably know Chinese by now. We'll have for all that all information oh, that we got. Right? Do we still have that info? I bet. We I hope do. so. I'm not giving up on this restaurant. So okay. we're gonna we're gonna kick in the groin. We're going to yeah. grab the restaurant owner's attention and maybe kick him in the groin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you wave your arms and yell hello multiple times, but to seemingly no avail. At this point, you realize the commotion is the restaurant owner yelling at one of the servers. You can't quite make out what they're saying, and you realize that's because they're speaking Mandarin. You only speak German, unless you count bits and pieces of that alien language from last night which may or may not have happened. However, your curiosity is almost strong enough to drown out your hunger. So what do you do? Attempt to understand Mandarin or go to a different restaurant? Dude. I'm, I'm conflicted because I feel like the story's trying to push us out of here. But at the same time, I think we should be able to understand Mandarin by now. I think so too. And I want to make the author of the story really regret that one tidbit about kicking someone in the groin. <laughs> because we're just hammering that one sentence. Like, that's the thing that we're clinging to right now. I know. And I love that. So, yes, I would like to attempt to understand Mandarin. I would as well. And prepare this man. Okay. All right. You listen more carefully, forcing your brain to comprehend the speech. Slowly, you feel as if you understand the words and connotations behind them. Your head feels a bit dizzy, but you now know what the manager and server are yelling about. The manager is accusing the server of sleeping with his wife and is threatening to fire him. It seems you've stumbled on your very own version of a Chinese soap opera. However, this doesn't solve your hunger problem. You shout to them both, in Mandarin, to come serve you which causes them both to jolt out of the argument and rush to your service. <laughs> Finally, you are able to order your favorite egg rolls and rice and enjoy some food. As you eat, you ponder what happened to you last night. Why were you abducted? Who were those other humans? What really happened to them? And why were you returned home? Also, now there are the implications of your new powers to think about. You have a feeling Mandarin was not the only thing you learned thanks to those needles, and you wonder how long it will take before you realize the full extent of your newfound knowledge. Congrats, you stumbled upon the storyline of the second best ending. Boom. Oh. We didn't die. But neither did we kick. But we didn't <laughs> kick. Well, we, we shot them. All of a sudden we learned how to speak Chinese. That's yeah, that's, that's like a mental kick to the groin of the mind. I do that all the, <laughs> the time groin to of people because I look super white. And so when I speak Chinese, it freaks <laughs> them out so much. <laughs> do you know it pretty fluently? or Mandarin? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. That's, that's cool. awesome. And that's, that's true, too. I was at like a Vietnamese lantern festival once, and one of, this, one of the cops, the white cops, this guy with like this handlebar mustache and like curly hair, yeah. he looks like a cop from a cop show from the 70s. <laughs> he, just, he was speaking better Vietnamese than I ever did, and I was really disturbed. So huh. whatever you're doing, Jen, you're doing it right. You're it is very right. Oh. So <laughs> I like the idea that we kicked them 
in the groin of the mind. Yes, the mental groin. With the powers of Mandarin. Yes. I like that they told us that this is only the second best ending, because that just, that just pisses me off. Know. That we didn't find the first best ending. Right. Pro- probably the actual best ending is when we got to kick them in uh, the groin. Th- phys- <laughs> physically. Oh. God. I just wanted to kick someone in the groin. <laughs> I feel like it might have been that decision. I feel like they wanted us to follow the needles rather than stay in our own minds. Hmm. Because after we selected stay in your own mind, they're like, oh, you have selected the the safer option. And I was like, that's a little underhanded. I know what you're trying to say. And I don't like being called a pussy. (laughs) But didn't they say, um, like, since you went into your own mind and didn't follow the needles, like, you live and everyone else died? Everyone else Hmm. died because they succumbed to the pain. So even if you went into the needles... Mentally, you still would have been okay. Yeah. Or you think we would have died at that point? Because we can go see what happens. We if you guys want. go see what happens if you guys If you go like into the to. needles. What do you say, kids? Should we do it? <laughs> sure, we're not on hard mode or anything. Let's, yeah, we're not yeah. on hard mode. So let's go back and... Okay. You dive towards the needles, picking one in particular, and you mentally follow it up. You feel resistance as you pull your mind away from your body, almost as if you are tearing yourself in half, but you keep at it, pulling with all of your might. Eventually, you feel things start to give, and you spring forward, flying up the needle, up the wires and connections, up into the alien's computers. You've never been in a computer before. It feels weird and exposed, however, also empowering. You can sense how to do things without actually knowing. You can see through the cameras in the room, and creepily, your body slumped in one of the chairs. You wonder if pulling your mind out of your body actually killed it. You wonder even more if it matters at this point. You flip off the information pumping, though that seems pointless now. You can tell from the cameras that all the other humans are dead. You analyze the rest of your present situation. The aliens are upset about something, though it doesn't seem to be about your sudden infiltration of their computer systems. In fact, it doesn't seem as if they've noticed you at all. Instead, they seem to be more concerned about the fact that what they're doing is illegal and the intergalactic police are now chasing them. The one alien seems to be suggestion, an idea that the others find insane. You listen closely, but can't seem to understand them at all. Curse these computers for not having a decent translation system. You wonder if you can use the needles stuck to your brain to download their language. You mentally shrug and try it, briefly attempting to connect yourself back to your body. You feel a slight tingling sensation, nothing more. You return to listening to the aliens, but by now they've stopped talking and instead seem to be frantically working. An alarm starts to go off. Using the computer, you realize it is the collision alarm. The ship you are on is about to collide with something. This is a very bad sign for you. At this point, you've survived a rough semester, a horrible finals week, abduction by aliens, freaking Matrix things being downloaded into your head, and now you're about to die in an alien car crash? To hell with this, you think. You quickly download knowledge about space flying and jump back into the computer. 
using the knowledge you understand that the aliens are attempting to commit suicide by crashing in a fiery mess in order to hide their illegal research activities. Well, you're not about to let them. You reprogram their course towards a time rift. Sure, you're shooting them and yourself into an unknown part of space and time, but at least you'll still be alive. With that, you slowly sink back into your body. Oh, damn. Damn. We missed out on a lot. Yeah. The ship is shaking violently. Your body feels like a ragdoll strapped into the metal chair. You wish you had pulled the needles out of your brain. Every time the ship jars, you can feel them scraping inside your head. Though, without the physical connection, you wonder if you would have been able to get back to your body from the computers. You hear the aliens yelling again, terrified of the course that you have put their ship on. You lock the controls, meaning that now they are the ones who are powerless. You consider it a little bit of vengeance for abducting experimenting on you. You can make out what they are saying now. They're trying to figure out how the computer locked locked them into this course. So they still don't understand it was you, the lone survivor of their twisted experiments. The one alien is suggesting that they all drink poison to end their lives. Jeez, what is with this group, you think? Why are they all so keen on killing themselves? The others seem to be shooting that idea down, however. As you listen in on their conversation, you begin to understand their fear. Driving into this time rift could mean a lot of things, but... The main certainty is that there is no such thing as coming home. You begin to regret sending yourself and them on this route, but it's too late now. The ship is already starting to enter the rift. You brace yourself for impact and think about all the things and people you will never get to see again. The front of the ship is gone. You feel yourself falling, and the binds that are holding you to your chair are dissolved, and you are falling in some direction or another. You're not entirely sure which way is up and which is down at this point, or if up and down actually exist here. You feel the strong urge to pull away from your body again. That maybe, if your body is destroyed, but you're not connected to it, you might survive. Though you wonder what kind of survival that might be. You feel dizzy, as if you're spiraling out of control in every direction. Suddenly you stop and you hear a soft, calm voice in your head. So, shall we listen to the voice, or shall we pull away from the body and run away? Hmm. Well, I think we've determined that we don't like to run away. Yeah, I, I'm kind of curious yeah. what, what the voice has to say. I mean, the body has the foot that you use. <laughs> To, to kick. kick. But that also sounds a lot like death. And I guess I'm pretty okay with mentally kicking things in the mental groin. Just yeah. in case we do have to leave the body behind. So uh, I'm alright with listening to the voice. Yeah, okay. Let's do that. All right. Listen to the mental voice. Mental kicks it is. Okay. Sure. Relax. This will be. F- oh, do I have to do a voice? No. It, it's supposed to be a calming feminine voice, so... Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> Relax. This will be fairly painless for you. I am here to help guide you, the voice says. It's a calming feminine voice. It washes over you like warm water. You relax somewhat after all. What else can you do at this point? 
The ship disappears from around you, which makes you feel a bit panicked. You attempt to struggle when you realize you're paralyzed. Don't worry about that, the voice says. It's for your own protection. I'm separating you from the ship. You're going somewhere different from them, and I didn't want you to get hurt in the extrapolation process. <laughs> this doesn't exactly help calm your nerves. You fight against the paralysis and even try to pull yourself out of your mind again. It seems, however, that the walls of your mind have closed completely, and you're effectively trapped once again. The first thing you actually feel is a burning sensation on your forehead, which is already sore from all the pinpricks from those needles. You're forced to sit through it silently in your paralyzed state, but you make sure to send out scathing thoughts towards the voice. The next thing you feel is another burning sensation in your left forearm, almost as if someone were riding on it with a red-hot poker. This lasts much longer than the sensation on your forehead, and this time you're in too much pain even to send scathing thoughts. Finally, the pain in your arm goes away, and the voice returns. I'm sorry about that. It was necessary to put some protection on you, though. Better a little pain now than death later, the voice says. You shoot your most vehement thoughts her way. One last bit of pain, and we're done, I promise, she replies. You're grasped with intense pain in your right hand, as if someone is entering your palm and following all of your veins throughout your entire body. The needles had nothing on this. It instantly fills all of your consciousness. It ends quickly, however, leaving you mentally shaking in terror. I'm sorry. I've never done that before. I had no idea it would hurt you so much, the voice says, seemingly sincere. You've reached the point of apathy, surrendering your mind and body in exhaustion. The last thing you remember hearing is the voice comforting you and the strange sensation of rain hitting your face to be potentially continued. Congrats, you found the most exciting ending. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot of lead up into basically nothing. Yeah. Huh. But we did it. We did it. <laughs> and we ended up with rain hitting our face, so. Which is, rain is like kicking us in the groin of our face. Yes. Yeah. Tiny little pitter patters on I the groin. I think instead of <laughs> us kicking someone in the groin, I think we got kicked in the groin. I think that's what happened. By the voice and then by nature. By the voice, by the aliens. Yeah. Pretty much by life itself. By life. When you think about it. Life kicked us in the groin. Uh, that was a lot of reading. Yeah. Yeah, good job, Jen. Yeah, the, well, luckily it wasn't like super long. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Beyond that, yeah, that's a lot of reading. So, looks like we got the best two endings. Yay! Um, we did good was, this week, guys. We didn't die. Did our body die though? Um, did we die? <laughs> Are that's we a, dead? That's a debate that you can have with religious people. That's a debate you can have on our Facebook page at Facebook.com. <laughs> Did they die? 
facebook.com slash g-y-o-w-y <laughs> i can't oh, even do it i'm really looking forward to that discussion right there <laughs> that's gonna be so fun guys facebook.com slash g-y-o-w podcast or subscribe to our uh podcast go your own way um on itunes to search for us and you'll find us there yeah you will and if you have suggestions for new stories let us know as well Maybe ones with better endings. I'm sorry about that, guys. I know, like, I was forewarned, but... No, it made us think. Did we die? Yes. Also, but what is death? Learning Mandarin by Needles in the Brain. Oh, yeah. So can you, <laughs> can you tell our listeners to visit our Facebook page in Mandarin, or is that not something you want to do? Can you come on the Facebook page? 如果要跟我们讲，如果有什么呃问题要问我们，还是如果有什么故事要我们我们呃看，ta-da！All right, great. Now we're we're reaching a wider audience now. <laughs> yeah, we should. You guys should do all of these bilingually. Just. Have oh Jen translate God, everything, no. every le- single line Let's into Mandarin. never, ever do that. <laughs> ever. And you can do all our voices and stuff. I've done enough voices today. Hit us with your Actually, best Actually, no, Peter this wasn't even like my, like, <laughs> all the voices that I've done in the past. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh. All poorly. Mind you, I do not do voices. <laughs> well, come on, you've heard the voices I do, so. <laughs> you do a really mean Cockney accent, Peter, I must say. That's my favorite of your voices. <laughs> that you've used in a podcast that doesn't even need voices. You do a really good Cockney I've, uh, accent. I've, I, I have used that on this podcast. I'm try- when, when did I use it in front of you? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes when you're just... <laughs> When you're just speaking for random British people, you resort to this very exaggerated, hilarious <laughs> Cockney accent. That's one of my like two or three voices that I do have. So <laughs> that's awesome. It's it's done with passion, and I appreciate that. It is. <laughs> well, on that note, guys, listen next time. We'll be talking next time. We'll get uh, we'll get Peter to do his Cockney accent for everybody. See, we need a story that calls for it, though. Because I I can't just do it out of the blue. There needs to be lots of dialogue. Oh man! We need a we need another Clover Seven story. That's what we need. I know those are good. Oh, so many voices. (laughs) (laughs) And you did a southern accent in that as well. I did do a southern accent in that. And then oh, Eric Eric did a girl. (laughs) A girl accent, kind of terrifying. Hardest of them all. Not as hard as girl in Mandarin. For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>